Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Today, I want to preach a sermon entitled, Living a Life of Endless Increase. (laughs) Hallelujah. Living a life of endless increase. Tell your neighbor it's possible to live a life of endless increase. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now the prophet Isaiah in the ninth chapter gives us a very, very profound prophecy that I believe is the center of what God wants to minister to us this evening. And specifically in the sixth verse, he says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. Disclaimer, children are born, sons are given, because they are gifts. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. And verse 7 says, Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Somebody shout hallelujah. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it, to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even forevermore, But the Bible says the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. The Bible says that the Lord sent a word unto Jacob and it has lighted up Israel. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody say God has sent a word to me and it lights me up today. Say amen. Say amen. Now let's start this way. Not many people understand why Jesus came. Some guess they know. Some assume that they know. But not many people understand why Jesus came. And Isaiah foresees in the line of vision and sees what will become when Jesus comes. And he sees that a child is born and a son is given. And the government is upon his shoulder. It's not just given to him. It's upon his shoulder. And then he sees the peace. And then he sees the increase of that government. And he saw no end to the increase of that government. And he saw it established on the throne of David. He saw the ordering and pattern of God on that destiny. And scripture tells us that this shall be forever. Because there is a zeal that protects that increase. There is a zeal that protects that multiplication. There's a zeal that protects that addition. There's a zeal that protects that advancement. There's a zeal that protects that progress. There's a zeal that protects that advantage. It's there. And tonight in a few minutes, if you can get what I'm going to share with you, you're going to see a life of consistent increase every day of your life until the day you go to heaven. Somebody shout hallelujah. There's something very important in that portion of scripture and specifically you see that the government, the peace, all of this that God has given is established on the throne of one David. And God is specific and deliberate in mentioning David, not any other man. Because the Bible tells us something distinct about David. Now today, let me first make a simple statement that I might not be able to give my full expression of what I feel convicted. In Matthew, 
the 16th chapter, the 19th verse, the Bible speaks of how God will give Peter the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever he shall bind on the earth, it shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever he shall lose on the earth, it shall be loosed in heaven. Remember, Peter is the man with this revelation when Jesus asks, Who do men say I am? Some say you're Isaiah. Some say you're one of the prophets. Some say you're this. Some say you're that. And then he turns to his disciples and asks them, But who do you think that I am? And then Peter turns and tells him, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And God tells Peter, Flesh and blood reveal this not unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. It's from that basis that God tells Peter, On this rock, this particular rock, I'm going to build a church. On the basis of revelation. But in building the church, He gives Peter keys. He says, I will give unto thee keys. I want you to note the language there. He did not say, I have given you keys. Peter did not receive keys immediately. And this is why Jesus was not yet dead and raised. So the finished work was necessary before that is given to the church. It's a promise. He says, I will give thee keys of the kingdom. I'll give thee keys of the kingdom. He didn't say, I'll give you a key of the kingdom. He says, I'll give you keys of the kingdom. That means that they are keys that God has given every believer that you will be efficient in the kingdom of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. And perhaps I've read, I think I know about 12 of them. But because of time, I'm not able to go through and I'll teach about it one day, deliberately as a separate uh, portion of scripture. But I want us to understand why. Because when we talk about David and the throne, Many people don't know in scripture there is such a thing called the key of David. When God is speaking through the prophet again Isaiah in the 22nd verse, he speaks a promise of promotion on a man called Eliakim in the 20th verse. And the Bible says, and it shall come to pass in that day that I will call my servant Eliakim, the servant of Hilkiah, and I will clothe him with thy robe and strengthen with thy girdle, and I will commit thy government unto his hands. This is the second time in scripture, and I believe only time besides Isaiah, the previous chapter of 9, where we read the word government. This is the second time we see the word government, and I believe the only two times we see that portion of scripture and the implication of that revelation. So he is also committing a government into the hands of Eliakim. And the Bible says, and he shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. And the key, listen, of the house of David, I will lay upon his shoulder. Listen, so he shall open and none shall shut. And he shall shut and none shall open. And I will fasten him as a nail in a sure place. And he shall be a glorious throne to his father's home. He has talked about the key of David. And it says, when it is given to Eliakim, the Bible says, he shall shut and no man shall open. And he shall open and no man shall shut. Specifically, the key of David is a place of access. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. It's an ensign of the power and authority. And the grace to access that. If you understand this you'll understand how we are ranked spiritually we are not equal spiritually some of us have gone ahead of others and some have gone ahead of us and god has given every child a liberty to progress and advance because the course is for men which are available and are willing to apply themselves to the process somebody shout hallelujah the key of david also the Lord showed me something. It's a mark of the office that separates a man from just being anointed to sitting in the office of the anointed. When God appears to David and pours an anointing on his head, immediately David was anointed to be king of Israel. But he did not sit at the throne of Israel because Saul was on that throne. There was a process and dealing in the heart and life of David to transition from just being anointed as a king to sitting in the office of the king. There are many people in this world 
who are anointed but are not marked for the offices. They have the potential, but they're not sitting in these offices. They have the skill. They have the talent. They have the mind. They have everything that is necessary. Their intellect is precise, but they're not sitting in the office. There are people who don't even have a half of what some of these people I'm talking about have, but they're sitting in the same offices. The Bible speaks of the era of the ruler. Why? Because he saw servants on horses and princes walking bare feet. God has ordained you for a journey of greatness. Every one of us has a seed. And he has anointed us for that place. But to transition from the anointing of wherever God has given into the mark that places you into that office, there is a place. There are keys because it's a door too. Somebody shout hallelujah. There are many people in the world with potentials that the world has not seen. There are many people in the world with abilities that the world has not believed even exist. There are certain people with wisdoms that the world has not seen or even understood. Somebody said amen. But because we do not know how to use the keys that God has given us for the kingdom, many of us have not transitioned in life. And I believe that as I share tonight, something has to shift in your spirit to the next level of your destiny. And that is why I believe and I hear God tell me, after here, I sense promotions, both spiritual and physical. I see God exchanging certain places for certain individuals. Some of you right this evening are going to go to bed one person and tomorrow morning you're going to wake up another person. Some of you have kept credentials that have not qualified for any place. Some of you even appear to be overqualified. Yet in denying you the job that you are overqualified, you don't earn enough than the person who is less qualified. Somebody shout fire! Did you not say that we are the heads and not the tail? Did you not say that we are above and not beneath? Did you not say that we shall only go upward and forward only? That can only be so and not otherwise. This year, put a hand on your belly and tell it woman you have to go forward man of god you have to go forward i know why some of you have not understood it because you think i'm talking about being promoted from one place to another place in the same realm no i'm talking about things that are going to bust you out of the realm i'm talking about glories that are going to break you out of the usual portal i'm talking about anointings that are going to exceed what the world knew about you if you believe it shout amen it doesn't matter whether you went to school or not. It doesn't matter whether you're picking a few words in my English or not. It doesn't matter whether you're 60 or you're 20. It matters that you believe. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout glory to God. So I went to study this key. What was it about the key of David? What was it about the key of David? The Bible says in Psalms 89 verses 34. The Bible says, my covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. He says, I have once sworn by my holiness that I will not lie unto David. His seed, he said, shall endure forever and his throne as the sun before me. His throne as the sun before me. So, like the sun comes up every morning. The throne of David was ordained with a certain light every day. It was never to grow dim. For as the earth remains, the throne of David was established. And he uses the word forever. The Bible says it shall be established forever as the moon and as a faithful witness in heaven. The Bible says, Selah. Think about it. Somebody shout amen. 
Let me explain something. Because many people do not know why Jesus came. Some of us have come to accept certain circumstances in life as though they are supposed to be normal. Oh, you know, it's okay. Life is like that. Some of you have conversations. You know, today the job will come. Tomorrow it will not be there. Let's just say I agree the job won't be there. My question is, what will happen to me when the job is not there? And this is the key here. That whether the job is there or not, there must be increase in my house. Somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, you know, sometimes things might work out fine or things might go south. My question is, what if they go south? What is my victory? What does my testimony look like as an individual? That it doesn't matter how bad they are. If I have to get to a place and I will accept a fall, I'll have to fall forward. Somebody sound hallelujah. If it's sliding, I slid forward. Hey! Whether it's making an error, at least when I err and trip, somebody shall increase forever. We refuse stuck households here. We refuse stuck destinies. We refuse stuck dreams. We refuse stale visions. In the name of Jesus. Some of you have had dreams since you were little. But it seems like something is not breaking yet. But you feel in your heart that. I don't belong here. You're the one I came to talk to. Somebody said hallelujah. Some of us are not even comfortable. With certain additions. Not because we don't have gratitude to God. But because we're not truly where we belong. Who has understood what I just said? It's because we truly know where we belong. We're not saying we're not grateful for the tuition. We're not saying we're not grateful that we bought a car. We're not saying that we're not grateful that we have a house. We're not saying that we're not grateful that God has given our children fees. That we feel something that is bigger than educating our children. Oh, that is bigger than having one building, two buildings, three buildings of ministry. That is bigger than changing one nation, two nations, and a continent. That is bigger than driving a Mercedes-Benz. That is bigger than living in a mansion. Shout amen. This can even make the most comfortable person here restless. Not because you're proud and you're not grateful. But you have a vision of what God has called you to do. Let me give you a simple example. When COVID came, a pastor friend of mine called me in the mid-COVID and said, Apostle, everything is gone. We had pastors who closed churches sold their equipment were chased out of houses and that I say with so much pain and sadness I don't judge them I sympathize with them because I know what it's like to be a man of God and to serve God in a generation that is wicked and will not understand somebody shout hallelujah some of them even in their own poverty it abounded to their liberality they adopted children of some people which had died they had children in their homes and you find a man a pastor with more than 15 children and only two are his biological the other 13 came to the church and is starving and then they opened us up and they said only 70 members and then some churches opened some do not open and I remember even when they expanded the numbers to 200 yes a pastor came once and said, Apostle, they never came back. They never came back. They never came back. We admit that we have lost some people 
both physical and spiritual. That's granted. And we feel that pain too. Every time people told me to open, I told them, the Bible says, obey the king for the sake of your vows. I am not going to open church unless heaven just tells me run mother beat. But as to obey, it was a hard experience for us all. But every time we looked at YouTube, we were increasing. Every time we looked at Facebook, we were increasing. Your giving increased. You understand what I'm saying? Manifest TV came. Hallelujah. We have built more than 200 centers. Hey, during COVID, what you might call branches, manifests. Somebody said hallelujah. And in spite of all that has happened, every time I would look into that mirror, I say, Grace Rubega, for increase and increase only. Whether it rains or it shines, you must grow. Whether it is bad or it is good, you must grow. Whether it's working for you or it's not working for you, you must grow. Concerning his government, and the peace thereof, the Bible says, there shall be increase and it shall have no end. Have you been around people who make conversations like, you know, handle money well, because sometimes in Luganda we have a saying that money is a visitor. When somebody says it, answer them in your house, not mine. In my house, money has a room. Somebody said hallelujah. We refuse to submit ourselves to what? Eh? Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no. That's the key of David. The increase and growth is forever. The moment salvation entered your home, some of you are the first to look like that. Somebody said hallelujah. Some of you are the first in your family to scream like you're screaming. Nobody in your family lineage made a noise for the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Some of you are the first person to get married with a ring here. Some of you, you are the first to drive a car. Some of you, you are the first to build in Kampala. All your relatives are not here. Slap somebody and tell them I overcame. It's some of those small things that I knew that COVID was not going to kill you. Because you overcame more than you know. Somebody shout hallelujah. And yet every time you go to bed, something tells you there is more. My economy can't explain it, but it is there. My job can't explain it, but it is there. Somebody shout hallelujah. Roba de gotabala. Zopatakala parate. Zorobodogoziga. In COVID, a young man came with his wife and they made a statement to me and they said, we are tired of poverty. And then I said, is that all? The man said, Apostle, let me repeat it. We are tired of poverty. And I said, I understand. And I've heard you and I'm going to pray for you. And the lady started crying and said, Apostle. She's thinking you don't get it. Are you hearing me? And I remember making a statement. And I told them, it's one thing to get out of poverty. It's another for never to go back. <laughs> you understand? It's another for poverty not even pass near your children 
It's one thing for your great-grandchildren not to ever know the spelling of it. Because his blessing is for a thousand generations. And we prayed. This awesome God. This awesome God. About four or five months later, this man got a BE contract. And they came back different. And I told him, but let me emphasize this. I did not pray for you to get rich. I prayed for poverty. To leave anything related to you. Who has understood what I just said? Today somebody is going to make a prayer. And chase diabetes out of their lineage. Cancer out of their lineage. Barrenness out of their lineage. High blood pressure out of their lineage. Struggle and strife out of their lineage. Shout and say it is possible. It is. He said the key is of David. The key is of David. The key is of David. And he says that Jesus comes with that key. That is why in the book of Revelation chapter 3 verse 7. The Bible says unto the angel of the church in Philadelphia. I write this thing saith he that is holy. He that is true and he that hath. Listen. The key of David. Again he repeats it. He that openeth. And no man shutters. And he that shutters. And no man openeth. That is why I said. What you are going to open today. No witchcraft. No juju. No talisman. No witch doctor. No nation. No culture. No tribe. No leader. Nothing. Is going to close it. Hey. And what you're setting today. We are going to make a prayer. Some of the things you have seen, you're not going to see anymore. When I asked God for money, I didn't ask God for me. I asked for my children, my children's children, my children's children's children. But in neighbors, somebody said hallelujah. Hey. Somebody said hallelujah. You're doing that today. He says I was once young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous for second. No, they are seed begging bread. In COVID, many of the pastors submitted to Fanero were building. Many of the pastors submitted to us in COVID. That's when they started building their churches. One of them came to me when COVID had just begun and he had just put two lines of brick. Then he said, Apostle, I don't see how this is going to happen. So as a spiritual father, I came to you to ask you, please understand me by faith. I am going to look on this thing for now until something comes from heaven. And I asked the man of God, how much money do you have? And he told me, I don't have. I told him, how did you come? He told me I have some transport, about 10,000. I told him, go and buy bricks tomorrow. <laughs> In seven months, the church was built. Hey! God wants to do things where men are going to look at you and say, but how? Hey! Now they'll start to say you have snakes, you have lizards, you have, it's okay. I am tired of poverty. <laughs> Somebody shout glory to God. I told him get that very transport. And go and what? Another pastor submitted to us. In COVID, he was renting a property. And the church ran out of money. And they chased him off the property. And he came to me. And I told him this is only a sign. That God is saying buy land. <laughs> In three months. They had a land. A few weeks ago. They bought another property. Shout hallelujah. So we know that circumstances can come. 
but how you react to this movie is important. Are you hearing me? Whether it is working or it's not working, stand up strong like you know what is inside you. Hallelujah, glory to God. Whether you have a job or you don't, whether you have money or you don't, whether it is working or it's not, whether your marriage is shaking or it's not, say of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. I told you tonight you're saying bye-bye to some things. And I meant it. Hey! Retege, Robadega, Sorapata, Zendekete, Raloboradega, Sipalogoziga, Sirabalerege, Mando Sikete, Sayaba, Redege Balado. I want to tell you a secret. This is the problem. That sometimes the key of David is not enough. That's why they are called keys. And the spirit of the Lord impresses it on my heart to give you one more today. Moses lacked something. God commissions him into Egypt to deliver the children of Israel. And the multitudes are delivered. And he's leading a nation of more than 336,000 men and women and children. And at one point in Numbers 11 from the 11th verse, Moses cries to the Lord and said, Wherefore hast thou afflicted thy servant? And wherefore have I not found favor in thy sight that thou lest the burden of all these people upon me? Verses 14, he says, I am not able to bear all these people alone because it is too heavy for me. And this is the warning. That if you don't know how to deal with increase, it can kill you. It can kill you. I know people who are dead because they got money. When they were poor, they were healthy. When he got money, his marriage died. You understand why? Because he got money. And for some, they are only alive because they are poor. So now that I'm sure something must break for you today, allow me also to teach the power that preserves it when it increases. Moses is a typical example, typical example of a man who got overwhelmed by the work of God. Moses' problem was not few members. Slap somebody. Moses' problem was many members. May you get such problems of too much money. <laughs> Too much favor. Now listen. The Bible tells us. In verses 15. Moses told God. If thou deal thus with me. Kill me. Because he desired to die. It was too much. How many superstars have committed suicide? How many of them were killed? By the very things that came because of their increase. He says, I pray thee out of hand. If I found favor in thy sight. And let me not see my wretchedness. And the Bible says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me seventy men of the elders of Israel, Whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people, And officers over them, And bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation, That they might stand there with thee. And I will come down and talk with thee there. And I will take of the spirit which is upon thee. And I will put it upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with thee. That thou bear it not thyself alone. And this is why I realized. That when you get so burdened. And you feel that whatever God has given you is too much. Or that it could get to a place of destroying you. It only means you have not learned to multiply what's upon you. And that's an error. Every man or woman of God should know when they must multiply themselves. Who has understood what I just said? The Greek word is meraki. The putting of yourself in a thing or on a thing. 
And sometimes you don't need to multiply yourself on a person. You can multiply yourself on something that is not living also. That is the only way we possess things. Because practically speaking, not everything you have in your house, you bought. So buying is not the only medium of possession. Satan tells God concerning Job. He says, you've put a hedge around him and his house and about all that he has on every side. You've hedged everything he possesses. Everything he possesses. Even the grass in his compound, it had a belonging. And not because he bought it by right, but because the essence of that thing was attached to his identity. You must learn to extend the anointing on yourself, on other things and other people. Because if you don't, when it increases, it will kill you. Somebody shout hallelujah. Although it's out of order to increase what you've not even constructed yet. To multiply or to extend what you've not constructed yet. What has no shape, purpose and definition in the spirit realm. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout glory to God. God told Moses, I will not put my spirit on those people. I'll extend what's upon you on them. And he says, once I do it, the Bible says they shall bear the burden of the people with thee, that you bear it not yourself. That means it's possible for God to increase you and give you burden bearers. People who catch it and they're ready to run with it. They're ready to fight with it. They're ready to believe it. Because you're not going to be able to do it all in one body. That is why Jesus died. He came to the church and told us, it's for your sake that I go. For if I don't go, the multiplier will not come. The Holy Ghost. Somebody said hallelujah. And then Jesus died. And then he went to heaven. And then he sent the person of the Holy Spirit. And then he lit a flame. And it entered every believer. Somebody shout hallelujah. We talk like him. We believe like him. We act like him. We see like him. We minister like him. We do everything like him. And this is love made perfect. That you might have confidence on the day of judgment. For as he is, so are we in this world. Somebody shout hallelujah. You must seek for the wisdom to multiply what is on you. To extend of yourself to another person or thing. Another person or thing. That it will carry your identity will carry your essence it will carry your life it will carry your spirit it's the only way you grow without burden many ministers appoint they don't impart there's a difference the appointments are not their extensions they are the cheap copies of their great original or indifferent ones from their own essence and nature and ministry and spirit and this is why because maybe we're trying to appoint what we are not oh that our visions have failed and that we're trying to live our visions in other people because we see they have a potential of the abilities we don't have and men of god that is using it is not commissioning that is why when i say we're going to street preach i go with my bible i'm the first then let me find Sheila in bed when I'm street preaching. Somebody shout hallelujah. You pray because we pray too. When we believe, you have to believe. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout glory to God. I don't give up. You don't give up. You understand what I'm saying? When we say we're going, we go. 
Whether the money is there or not, we go. Whether it's working immediately or it's not, we go. If it has not worked, we still believe. We're not of them that draw back to perdition. The Bible says we're them that believe to the serving of the soul. When I started preaching this gospel, a man from theology school told me, um, if you continue like this, and I speak with experience, he said, you will not have members. So I asked him, listen, I asked him, why? Humbly. And the man said, you see, you don't preach in a certain order. There is no order. Your exegesis is unbefitting. Your teaching is a bit, you jump here, you say this, and then you jump on this one, and then you jump on this one. People won't understand. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Somebody said hallelujah. He didn't know that this thing can extend. And they understand me like I understand myself. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, don't copy anybody. Be original and multiply it. And this is the year in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody shout amen. So glory to God. So I started to see over the years that we have not learned to extend ourselves on the things and the people around us. And because we're not able, they cannot act in our spirit. That is why even the chair I buy in Fanero mobilizes a member. Listen, one day I told people, if you ever enter church and the chairs are empty, and I tell you, welcome your neighbor, go to that empty chair and give it a name. How many of you were there? Oh, we have named chairs. Man of God, we have named chairs. Oh, hey, good to see you, Jay. You're good, how are you doing? What do you do? Wow. Bank of Uganda, hmm. I'm already defining my crop. And then after speaking, you also introduce yourself. And you tell her, tell him, I'm married by the way. I'm married with two children. The woman introducing herself is single. Hey, <laughs> Meraki! At least by the time the service ends, the chair knows you're married. When you pass, it says, that's Mrs. <laughs> talk to your shoes, talk to your bags, talk to your cars, talk to your wig and tell it, yeah? Who is understanding what I'm saying? Yes, if you're not understanding, don't worry. Your spirit is understanding. There's somebody enjoying, but they don't understand, but they're enjoying. Your spirit gets it. Somebody shout hallelujah. This is the yard that you're not only going to increase, but the essence and nature of your spirit is going to extend on people and the things that you possess. And your increase will not come with burden, saith the Lord of hosts. You will think a thing and a man will run to do it. You'll dream of something and a man will run to do it. Somebody shout amen. amen. One time my wife told me, and she said, my husband, you've forgotten your money. I was walking out of the house, and she told me, you've forgotten your money. And I told her, I am money. So I've extended my spirit on money also. So I pity the person who cannot go out because they don't have money. You don't understand this thing yet. That's why you're burdened. <laughs> One time, recently, I drove out of home. And in my head, I had a consciousness. I had money in the car. Because that's the consciousness I keep. I didn't check. It was just a consciousness that I always have money in the car. So, I drive to this petrol station. And one of my tires was low. So I drive into it. 
and then they put the air in the tires and then this guy I believe he was a Muslim he had this yeah this thing so I told him my friend let me come out of this service base so somebody can utilize this and let me park there I'm going to get you some money because at my level a man can't put air in a car and I drive away that's an error I rebuke you in Jesus name some of you just thank you <laughs> so I drive on the park and I park just next to the service bay and I start looking into the car in my head I had a fee an amount of money that I wanted to give him and I start looking in the car I opened I opened I opened I opened I say money you're somewhere I open, 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 I open. Nothing. Eradego. <laughs> now, let me explain the power of consciousness. I just closed my eyes and I said, I am money. And then I bowed my head like this. And I kid you not. In about 10 seconds from that moment, a guy walked to me and says, Apostle Grace. And let me tell you this. He told me, Apostle Grace. And I say, yes. Then he started crying. And then he said, Apostle, you remember when I walked to your office? Yes, Apostle, I was broke. And he said, but you remember the words you spoke? And I said, yeah. I got money after that. When he started crying, I asked him, do you have 5K? He told me, I only have 50s. And I said, that's my son. <laughs> that's my son. <laughs> that's my son. Now he has 50s. So, I tell him, look. Then he looks through, he gets some money. I tell him, pay that guy for me. And then he pays him. <laughs> Your ever present help. in time of need because the servant of God must be increased the servant of God must be increased I tell people the sun never goes down without a man placing money in his hands and that's true and I'm not sorry somebody shout hallelujah and every aspect of my life I claim that key I say it increases and it increases forever. What I shut, nobody can open. And what I open, nobody can shut. Your wisdom, your health, your peace, your wealth, your increase, your multiplication, your beauty. your success, your glory, your power, your hope, your love, your comfort, your understanding, your wisdom, your power. Hallelujah. Now listen, I meant it when I said, That what you're going to release on your life tonight. Tell yourself between you and God that I have understood it. And this is forever. Unless I say otherwise. Now raise your voice and start to pray. Pray. This is your moment. Pray. 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 Shut them.
voice enough is enough tell your womb open your mouth in your body I have shut you down and in the generations to come it shall not be hard in my family speak to your business speak to your ministry Seated, God hears you. Hey, I'll stand by the power of your hand in your heart of hearts. I'll wait at my soul. Struggle 
marriage. I rebuke whatever is troubling your children. And it starts once and for all. Come on, pray. Pray a little more. Pray a little more. Enough is for it for 20 years. 
never be open. Hey, hey, what is shot? Tell me that person in Maroon. Hey, tell me that person. Hey, in your heart of hearts out What you shot today? Today. 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 Somebody say today. It is shot. We have shot shame. God told us this year something is going to happen in our households. Some of you have closed witchcraft out. Nobody's going to do it again in your house. Never. We refuse plates to close churches. We have refused it. We have refused it. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout glory to God. Something remarkable has happened. Some of you today is the last time you have seen those things. It's the last time. I promise you it's the last time. Your houses are changing. Your businesses are changing. Your career is changing. Your dreams are changing. Your aspiration is changing. Now I want you to clap for God like it has been done. The Bible says that the path of the just shines brighter and brighter unto a perfect day. You will testify. You will testify. Tell your neighbor he will testify. Simple concept, but powerful. What has gone out won't come back. What has left you will not return. You will not see it again, I promise you. If you fall from today, fall forward. Trip forward. Make a mistake, mistake forward. But don't go back again. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. If you're sick in your body, I speak healing. Healing. If you're sick of anything, just receive your healing. Just receive your healing. Receive your healing. This is the last time they'll check diabetes in your body and find it. This is the last time they'll check high blood pressure and they find it. They'll never find it again. Not in your children. Not in your genes. You'll never see sickle cells again. Somebody shout hallelujah. You'll never see stupid children. Hey! Our children must excel. They must be the heads and not the tail. They must be great wherever they go. We are tired of looking like third world people. Somebody shout fire. We rebuke third world. Out of Uganda. Out of our families. In Jesus name. Now if you are here. And you have never given your life to Christ. This is the greatest miracle. If you have never given your life to Christ. And you said today, 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 today. A child is born and a son is given. I want Jesus today. Repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you. Because today, I have appreciated your gift to me. I believe that you died for my sins. And you were raised for my glory. I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. I am born again. I denounce anything that I was in the past. I'm a new creature in Jesus' name. The Amen. message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International.
For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at funerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.funero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero. Make manifest.